Uh, welcome to the forecast episode 73. The forecast is a bi-weekly... Bi- 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 I'm going to we'll start that over. Post. Yeah, we'll fix it Restart. in post. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, welcome gotcha. to the forecast episode 73. It. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll make a remix. It can be our theme. Do we have a theme? Yeah. I don't think we have a theme. Of course not. Welcome to the forecast I mean, we episode... Jiminy Christmas! <laughs> can I start this? Welcome to the Forecast, episode 73. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced every other Thursday. We're a group of people who love exploring and assessing all kinds of things from board games to video games to TV to movies to things we sort of just encounter throughout our everyday lives. Uh, if you want to check out some stuff we've done, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash We Are The Horizon Community, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. Additionally, all of uh, what we talk about on the podcast gets pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. Uh this is a special podcast. It is our pre-pup. Is that actually what we're calling it? Did we, did we change this, right? To something that's... To something that's not terrible, I That's hope. not terrible, yeah. It's definitely post. Did I say pre? Not, yeah. I mean post-pup. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Brock. Well, yeah, I think we were going with pup for the unplugs. Okay. Well, this is going to be our post-pup podcast. Uh, a couple weeks ago, at the end of... At the end of, th- of November, we spent a couple days up in uh, Philadelphia for PAX Unplugged second year, um, and we're going to chat a little bit about that. Uh, but before we get to there, let's, let's just start with what we usually do. What have you been playing lately? And Alex, you're up, my friend. Just don't talk forever. Don't talk forever? What the heck? Um, we just preface that anytime we talk about Alex. Pretty so much. Just please <laughs> for no keep reason. it short. At all. Uh, okay, what's well, the first podcast that we've like recorded since artifact came out so we talk about that a little bit it's a card game it's got it's like a weird system where it's like three separate lanes it matches up to dota it's a dota card game now, what um, is this dota of what you speak dota it's a it's a moba mm. you know one of them mobile online battle arenas huh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that like the board game we played that was a mobile online battle arena yeah. I don't think it's mobile online. That multi- multiplayer, not mobile. guys. It's mobile. <laughs> yeah, multiplayer. It's definitely not you pack mobile. it all up in the box and you can take it to Philadelphia with you. The mobile <laughs> online battle arena was the world's first speed MOBA. That was, yeah, that's correct. That was, <laughs> that was a while ago. No, Artifact, um, I don't know what to say about it, really. It's really fun. It's got a lot of strategy to it. I think the like people have been complaining about the economy, but like really you pay $20 to play it and then... Yeah. You don't really have to spend any more money than that if you just want to, like, play the game, like, do drafting, or I guess if you want to do like, um, traditional like ranked constructed, like build your own deck sort of thing, then you have to pay per card or for packs, and there the whole Steam market's enabled for it. So like, most of the cards are like six cents on the market. It's kind of crazy. A bunch of people have been playing constructed decks in popper tournaments, which is all common cards. You can't use anything above common. Great, yeah. I've I've seen a bunch of decks that are like, yeah, this is a popper deck, and it's like it costs like eighty six cents to build this deck. Yeah, stuff like that. And there's tournaments you can find for that all over. So even if you wanted to spend a tiny bit to do constructed, 
do that. The sort tournament of thing. system seems really robust and cool. Like you can customize a whole bunch of stuff and run all sorts of tournaments however you want for free. And uh, it uses Steam Chat to to like integrate the tournament stuff. So if a tournament gets started and you're joined to a Steam Chat group, and then it'll like notify you when phases of the tournament begin through the chat group. Pretty nice. What else? We, me and Caleb played some door kickers, both kinds, I guess. You could the strategy game and the arcade side scroller. Yeah, there's two games with the same name: door kickers and door kickers action squad. Ah. Um. So door door kickers standard is like a top down, like plot out your moves and then like watch them happen, sort of strategy game. And, like, you're playing police, infiltrating a house or something like that, and taking down criminals. It was all right. Um, Action Squad, I thought, was more fun. It was, like, two-player side-scrolling, like, breaking down doors and shooting people. Saving, uh... certainly more fun. Yeah. Pretty good. The shield, the riot shield guy in that game, the OP. You just block all the damage and then shoot people in the face. It's great. And um, lastly, Full Metal Furies. We've been, me and Caleb and Cassie and Sam have been like all over for like the last three days. <laughs> this game's freaking awesome. Why? I don't know. So How cool? do you explain it? It's so, like, you know, Castle Crashers? Oh, yeah. Because it's that. Material. But it's got a lot of really cool puzzles in it that are like almost meta style, like meta puzzles. Oh, yeah. Define is... meta puzzle. So, like, I'll give you an example of one of the puzzles. There's, you find this rock, and it has a riddle on it. And it basically says something along the lines of, find the stone hand reaching toward the sky and pause the world or something. This is a simple one. But what you do is you go to the overworld map. You run around in the desert until you find a statue of a stone hand. And then you actually pause the game in front of it. Like, you stand in front of it and then pause the game. And then it opens up a new, like, area for you to go explore. Mm. Okay, that's like the simplest one I can think of, I guess, off the top of my head. But they're they're very cool puzzles and riddles. There's a bunch out. that get like crazier, like into even things like cryptography, where you're like decoding stuff for to put in codes into computers. When you guys had one puzzle that you solved using a trailer for the game, right? Yeah, it, it said something in the clue about being broadcast to the world. And we figured out that meant like the the thing that we needed to solve the puzzle was in the trailer for the game on YouTube. Weird. Pretty sick. Pretty cool. And just the gameplay is a whole lot of fun because it's it's got that Castle Crasher style, but um, you have four different. Well, I guess Castle Crasher still, also still had four different like classes to play, right? It had mm-hmm. many more than four, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah sure. it had sure. And you get, like, uh, do you level and whatnot, right? In Castle mm-hmm. Crashers, yes. Okay. It's got all that. It's got like skill trees and it's got different equipment that change like how your attacks work. Mm-hmm. And the game is quite funny. The writing's really good, yeah. I always and appreciate a funny game. We've been like voice acting it like we did with uh, what's that other game that we played that one time? Monster Prom. Yeah, we, we're doing that with this. Excellent. Quite good. Uh, Probably going to uh, make my game of the year list this year, actually. Oh, wow. Wow. 
Speaking of which, you guys been filling that out? I clearly I have. haven't. I was I've been thinking about it a lot. That's good. That's good. Just keep pondering. Eventually, you'll come to the point where you're like, "Hey, it's it's go time." <laughs> I mean, I like I have like a mental list in my head. Where even is it? Somewhere hidden. Okay, Don't worry I'll about it. find it eventually. You yeah. know where the notes are? It's too below that. Um, That's stupid. I'll go up next. Uh, I've been playing just a couple things. I've been doing a lot of travel for work and stuff lately, so I haven't been playing a lot. But I did jump in and play a little Battlefield V5, 6, whatever you want to call it. Because, you know, you can call it whatever you want. Um, I, I, somebody, I think it was you, Caleb, that said it was just a kind of like somebody you said had thought it was a reskin of Battlefield 1. Yeah. Um, but I'd been told by coworkers. At least from what I've played so far, it both in the beta when we played that and what we've played now, it doesn't feel that way. Um, the gameplay is great. Uh, it's, of course, back to Battlefield. So if you're not into that style of game, then clearly not for you. And another thing is, it's been out for four weeks, I think. Uh, it's already on sale for 50% off. So Wow. Does clearly, it suck as bad as uh, 76? No, <laughs> nothing sucks that bad. Except for maybe Odyssey. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> there goes all my the, the fifty percent off sale is only for like specific random chosen people or something like that. Yeah, what? From what I read, yeah. Well, I think my copy was like thirty five percent off. Or well, something. yours, yours was yeah. You said what? Yours was like forty. What? But fifty fifty off would be thirty. For the percentage is off. I don't why know, like, random? Like people were talking about the sale on the subreddit and some people it was showing up on the store and other people it wasn't and somebody said they talked to support and they said, Oh yeah, this is only for randomly chosen participants. Yay. Okay, but how do you like become a randomly chosen participant? Because like you're really not getting the vibe here. <laughs> like, he's not understanding the definition yeah. of random. It's, a tough it's word. not like random at the airport. It's like <laughs> real <random>. Wow. Moochie <laughs> moochie. Yeah. Uh, I've also been playing a little uh, God of War. Um, Why? Yeah, well, because <laughs> I promised Alex I would play it. And, Big mistake. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. You and I have a completely different experience because I've played none of the other God of Wars. Sure. So for me, just this game is over the top. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I know. That's exactly how what Alex said when I was like, oh my gosh, this game's over the top. I'm just like freaking blowing up mountains and stuff. It it's neat. So I don't, I don't, I guess from your perspective, Jake, I guess it's just all about, this is like not enough. He's like, it's like a settled He's down very version. Very slow. And it's very <laughs> boring. <laughs> is it just way more like, is this like a lot more exploration and okay. So in the first one, you start the game and you're on a ship being attacked by like a Hydra. And then like 30 minutes later, you're impaling him on the mass of the ship. This one starts cutting down a tree. And then you walk the tree all the way back to your house. And then you burn your wife. She's it's a, dead. Wait, what? So it's, it's a solemn like, moment. Boring. <laughs> it's a solemn and then you moment. go and you right, fight some zombies quickly. and it's boring. And the whole thing sucks. Wait, how far did you even get into the game? I pretty much got to the lake where the snake said some stuff and left. And then I said, yeah, no. Nah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Actually, right. I got a little bit further because you went. All, I walked all the way to the mountain, saw some smoke. And they were like, ah, oh, shit, we can't go through the smoke. We got to go back. And then you walk all the way back. Despite like a minute earlier establishing that there are these teleporty doors that could take you directly to where you walk to. They're like, no, 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 no. You got to walk. 
So you I walk. feel like weirdly they tell you about the teleporting doors and then you just can't use them for a while. It's really annoying. So that one's pretty bad. I just, mm, they're like, these doors teleport you to this spot and nowhere else. Yeah. And then you walk like five minutes in a direction and then they're like, you got to go back to that spot. And I'm like, okay, cool. Here's where you give me a teleporty door. So yeah, I have no. to walk back. That's pr That was pretty bad. Horrendous. Mm. If you just teleported, you wouldn't get the sick... Like dialogue between I don't father and son. Care. <laughs> Drop to a cutscene. It's boring. But this game has like no cutscenes or something. I just want to play the game. I mean, <laughs> it has cutscenes. It just no. never cuts. Yeah, it never cuts. It's just like single shot, scenes. right? Yeah, it's just got scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. Ah, uh, Caleb, what have you been playing? Hold on, well, one second. I just want to establish. Jake's what? opinions are not that of the podcast. <laughs> wow. I, I think know. we've covered that. But, I agree yeah, obviously. Because, like, I, I love this game. It's probably still my number one. I know Caleb liked it. Probably not that high up on his list as, as one, me. But it's high. Freaking, it's universally critically acclaimed, and it won Game of the Year. <laughs> so Easy, Alex. You don't have to defend it that much. I'm just Jeez. saying. Trying hard. Hey, don't pull an Owen on this game, okay? I don't, like... Need super defense here. It's fine. People like it. This is like the opposite of Owen. This is like <laughs> if I was pulling an Owen, everybody would hate the game, and I would be the only <laughs> whoa, one that liked whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there we go. Whoa. There we go. <laughs> Not everybody hates all of the games that I play. <laughs> Just you know, most. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Okay, just because you guys hate most of the games that I play does not mean everybody does. Yeah, Assassin's right. Creed everybody is very well rated. Fallout 76. <laughs> yeah, Assassin's Creed is... that game. Assassin's Creed is rated really high. Also, yeah. it was nominated for Game of the Year. So, y'all can can it on the Assassin's Creed hate <laughs> front. You know, if you want to play good games, you should listen to this podcast called The Forecast. They talk about good games in there. Do they talk about good games? Not always. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they also talk about bad games, but they'll yeah. point out which ones are good and bad. See, the, the problem part. is There's like a fifth of the podcast when those that's guys about bad are games. It's weird. Games, I can never figure out what the games are about because I just get like there's some sort of roguelike and, and, and then it just stops. Played this new game this week. It's a roguelike. Pretty good. Check it out. <laughs> Caleb, what have you been playing? Uh, well, we already covered Artifact and Full Metal Furies and Door Kickers. So I've also been playing a little bit of Thronebreaker. I just started that. I'm like a couple hours in. It's the uh, Witcher game, Thronebreaker The Witcher Tales, where you... It's like a... Just like an adventure game, but you also play Gwent battles. And you do... There's, there's like puzzles that use the Gwent cards as their like mechanics. To solve these puzzles so like for instance one of the puzzles was there's a uh, rock slide and there are rock cards and they slowly move down to hit you and you start with six cards and those are the only cards you get and you have to solve the entire puzzle using just those six and there's like one exact way to solve that puzzle hmm. and it's pretty neat and it's a uh, it's basically just an adventure rpg outside of that running around talking to people making decisions about your kingdom so did like pretty much everybody just decide, hey, we want a Hearthstone game ourselves? Yes. The thing Gwent has been around for ages. Yeah, but like, also yes, not new. <laughs> Gwent. Gwent's been I around mean, since Witcher Three. I would not yeah, be surprised so. if it was influenced by Hearthstone in some way. 
feel like Hearthstone came out and then like everything else is like, hey, card games. Yeah. Hey, this is cool. Hey, you guys remember Magic? Yeah, we should totally copy that again. Because it worked for this one company. Doesn't ring a bell. I don't know. Yeah. Can't put my finger on it. Jake, what have you been playing? So, I have been playing Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight. Oh my god. <laughs> Which I still want to see you play that game. They released a freaking rhythm game, dude. It's really good. Oh, okay. It's probably not really good. There but it is fun. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. Uh, they got all the voice actors back, and there's actually, like, scenes between all the characters, so it's still, like... It's not even really story. They're just, like, kicking it. Which is really great. It's almost like... You know how, like, sometimes, like, a show will just do, like, a random, like, OVA of the characters just, like, doing something benign? But it's nice because you get to see all your favorite characters again. It's like that. But there's also this rhythm game that you can play. And it's just fun. Can play or have to play? Okay, have to play. But you bought it for that, kind of. So, like, whatever. Did you? Talking about, like, Guitar Hero style? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Can you hook up your old DDR pad? (laughs) No, I would there's do that. too many spots. Oh. So <laughs> do you use a controller? You do use a controller. Okay. Ooh. It's like up, left, and down on the D-pad, and then triangle, circle, and X on your buttons. And oh. you just like match the inputs. How is that too many spots? For a DDR pad? <laughs> that's yeah, six things. That's six. No, the old... Maybe it wasn't DDR. It was something else. It had nine things on it. What? That's too many, dude. That's too many things, right? I don't think it was DDR. It was like all around me. Yeah, you stand in the middle, and there's things all around you. So I guess it was eight buttons. It wasn't DDR though. It was something else. I know exactly what you're talking about. The ones that like you unfold on the floor. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There's one in my basement in Kansas. That's DDR. Maybe it's like the same format. You unfold it on the floor, but I just remember he's right. There just was dance. one that had like eight dance, buttons. Dance Revolution. Yeah, I don't know. There That's is a DDR. competing brand that did, but the DDR pad that I'm looking at has eight. There you go. Like at the corners instead of yeah, exactly the sides and up and down. Well, that's crazy. That's too many. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just it saying, wasn't, it's it wasn't possible. like all of them. It was either it's or. Too many. It was still four either way, either game. But yeah. So you hook up two DDR pads. Holy shit! Wait, you never you never did like the the DDR like dual mode where it was one person and two pads and you had to like jump across them. There you go. Okay, that yeah, didn't work that. when you had those slidey pads on the ground. Yeah, oh my god, god. I you got my ass so many times. <laughs> I mean, you fell just with one pad. Yeah, Trying to true. jump between pads, you're dead. No way. Probably. Yeah. I attempted. That's the best song. Then he's I know, the that's song. the only song anybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Name another song. song from Dance Dance Revolution. I don't know. Dude, they have so many songs by Captain Jack. Right, not a real person. They had Iron Man. Right? No, that's Guitar Hero. That's Guitar yeah, Hero. For sure. Oh my God. Yeah, you're just about. Hero. That song would suck on DDR. It sure would. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that on Beat Saber now. Yeah, for go. sure. Yeah, okay. do it. Do it. Uh, Owen, how about you? What have you been playing lately? Uh, really, all I've been doing is I played some, uh, some D&D with Jake. Oh, shit. That's me. <laughs> yeah, that you. Uh, that's Jake really didn't only... mention that. New yeah, thing that I've been fun. playing. Uh, we did a <laughs> well. What was supposed to be a one-off? I guess. Well, it was just. It was a dungeon. I actually ran for some of the people in this room. Half the people in this room. It was the betrayal dungeon I made for you guys yeah. once upon a time. 
Yeah, dude, that betrayal dungeon is so much fun. It's pretty alright. For for people that don't know, uh, basically, Jake has modified a dungeon to play like Betrayal uh, House on Hill. And it's fantastic. I, I, I fell into a collapsed room. <laughs> I'm sure at some point we'll find a mystic elevator. There is a, a a pentagram chamber. Like it was things were going well. It doesn't <laughs> sound like things are going well. No, they weren't going really well. They all almost died once. Ooh. Yeah, I mean In the I pentagram had yeah. my kind of D&D. <laughs> I think the best part was uh Kevin adopted the role of like a 13-year-old child who has a vape pen that has different magic in it. Man. <laughs> and <laughs> He went invisible and stole a guy's marker, which was really dumb and hilarious, but it was very important to the plot of this entire story. It was a good time. Wait, this wait, 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's just Pathfinder. All right, answer me this. Is the vape pen, he like dial in the type of magic that he wanted and vape real quick and then like engage with whatever that is, or it's That's, just like a specific? That was, that was kind of like the RP that he was going with. Mm. That each flavor of vape pen had a different magical ability. Uh, Please tell Kevin me to come up one with of the like flavors that. was Vomit Swarm. Was one of the flavors Vomit Swarm? <laughs> he has not used Vomit yeah. Swarm yet. <laughs> but I would bad. be amazed if he did not have it on lock. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Kevin also the one who carried a bag full of crossbows and instead of reloading would just whip out a crossbow? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and has now, he figured out a way that he can attach two bags together so that way they don't go inside each other or something like that. So now he'll have even more ammunition of crossbows. Perfect. He's very concerned that I'm going to blow up his bags of holding. <laughs> I really don't understand it, but Why? whatever. Don't do it. Don't do it. I don't know. Like, now I have to, I feel like. Yeah. See, maybe, just... maybe that's the whole thing. He's just teasing you into doing it, and he has I mean, something in the be. back of his mind. <laughs> He's Ooh. got a plan. He's got a plan. Long term. See, my my, my uh, issue of DMing, because we've discussed, uh, Jake and I have discussed, like, me doing a session, and my issue has always just been the fact that I know that both Jake and Kevin know D&D better than I do, and it's the exact thing of, like, Kevin just being like, well, I've got, like, three bags of holdings that do all of these things, and we're like, I don't know what any of that shit does. Like, it I didn't know things. bags of holding could go inside <laughs> of each you. other until he mentioned it. Here's the thing. That has literally never come up, beyond Kevin talking never. about it coming up. <laughs> like, no one has ever even tried to bring it up, beyond Kevin being like, don't do it. <laughs> so, like, it's probably fine. Just take after Caleb, and if somebody asks you if they can do something, just be like, I don't know, make me a... Uh, some kind of roll. Just pick. <laughs> just, just pick a stat. Roll a d20 and see what I'm you get. Okay, I'm not that <laughs> God, Jeez. That's a pretty good way to DM. That's the way Alex that described way. it. I thought it was, it was just pretty accurate. Yeah. There's so many times when he just like kind of shrugs and he's like, ah, and he like leans over and looks at your sheet. Roll me uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I gotta make you roll for it. He, he does have to get, make you roll for it. Uh, Brock, our special guest, Brock, Brock, Broccoli. You made me sit here and listen to you guys before you even said I was here. I'm sorry. This is what I did to Sam, like, when we did the pre the pre-pet podcast. I'm That's so true. sorry, buddy. No, we introduced we Sam, him? like, randomly halfway through Alex. <laughs> <laughs> he interrupted. That's right. <laughs> um, 
what have I been playing? I have been playing a ton of Smash because that came out on Friday. Does it suck? It's I already beat the adventure mode. Wow. <laughs> I like stayed up for two nights and did nothing but yeah. that. It was really awesome. I just really like the way that they do. So they have like the spirits or whatever. I don't know what you know about this, but basically mm-hmm. they just use all of the 75 characters that they have and they make scenarios for every other billion Nintendo or other character that exists in the world. And they like tailor the fights to look like that character. So you're still fighting the same people every time, but like there's a different scenario for everything. So you're not just like fighting to fight. There's like an actual like reason you're doing it. And that's really cool and very frustrating. And my neighbors are probably mad because I yell and curse a lot at some of them. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's great. Uh, not, he's not out there yet, yet. you dingus. Oh. It comes out in February. But I already gosh. bought him because I'm a sucker. <laughs> Did you get all the DLC or are you going to get Joker when he comes out? I am. Well, yeah, because I got the extra special freaking $80 one. Oof. So whatever okay. they give me, I have to take it. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I've already played the crap. <laughs> I've been playing the, the industry goes now. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But I've been playing the online mode too, and I, you guys know this because I don't play anything with you. I hate playing online because I. <laughs> you have to interact <laughs> with people. I human don't want to interact with other people. But I've been playing Smash Online a lot, and it's really fun, and it actually works, which is D- surprising to me. I that I just won. That's why no I was grunting way. like a Wookiee. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. Dark Samus, the gold version for the win. Have you unlocked everybody yet? Yeah. Like, okay. as you, that's the other thing. As you play through adventure mode, you unlock people as you go. And I wanted to unlock them that way and not just the, you've been playing for a bit. Here's a random character that pops up. Like, there's like. That's all I've got so far. I haven't tried the adventure mode yet. You, I made sure I did all of that first because I wanted to be the one to, like, unlock them. Because in adventure mode, you unlock them, like, in their own areas there's like a jungle area where are unlocking like the donkey kong people and there's like a base where you're unlocking snake and some other things and it's always like a guess of who's gonna pop up where which is fun um, i didn't know that they were gonna have to be unlocked so i booted up the game started up the smash and i was like yeah time like to try all these characters i haven't played yeah eight characters and i was like oh man this is <laughs> How many characters are there total right now? Oh my god. A There's lot. 73, but 75 if you what? count the Pokemon trainer as three instead of one. That's Why so wouldn't they ever count him as three? <laughs> because you switch from Squirtle and Charizard and the other one. one. You just pick them. Do you really <laughs> I mean, not They all have the a moveset. They, yeah, they all have like separate movesets and separate characters. And yeah, when you're, you're doing only... the spirits, sometimes they just play as like themselves, which is cool. That's dumb. I hate it. I'm not buying it anymore. <laughs> I'm going to buy Even... it. Don't worry. So, yeah, you start with eight of like the 70. Yeah. Is it a random eight, eight or is it just like a, no, it's, a base No, it's set? like eight from the original Nintendo yeah, 64 game. from the 64. Got it. You start with those. And then, yeah, but when you start adventure mode, you just start as Kirby, which I thought was weird. But... Yeah, why would they start well, watch you as that the trailer. best character? Well, the... <laughs> I don't understand your question. Uh, Sakurai or whatever his name is that does this also started Kirby, so that's like his baby. So I guess that's why you start with him. Yes, but, that's exactly why. Um, 
you start with Kirby, and then like you know, two minutes in, they give you Mario, and then three minutes in, they give you a random choice of Sheik, Marth, and the Villager. And I was like, oh. I don't really want any of these, but get the Villager. <laughs> the Sheik, I did. obviously. I went for Villager. Hell yeah, dude! Because he's got that freaking uh, fire hydrant. Yeah, that you can just spam on those people, and, and you can chop down them. a tree when you get bored of playing Smash. <laughs> <laughs> Just like God of War. Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I've been playing a lot of that, but before that I played Red Dead, and I had to give Red Dead a break, because that game is also really slow. I got to yeah. chapter yeah. four, and I was like, I I did everything else, though. I've been playing it even slower than it actually is, because I just went around killing all the legendary things, and finding dinosaur bones, and all that kind of crud. Uh, so I've explored. Uh, you can't of, say like, crud on the podcast. So <laughs> we're gonna have to edit that out. I've been in fourth grade. I'm trying not to say bad words anymore. <laughs> I'm not great at it. You think the record year you finally graduated? It's not like you failed out. You ruined my joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pass the fourth grade at some point. Uh, and speaking of fourth grade board game, we've been playing. Well, we haven't started it yet, but we got this set of. It's called NBA Math Hoops. And you roll. Whoa. It's great. <laughs> it's super great. You basically have to roll the dice, and then you have to do all the math facts on the dice really quick. And then they've got these little spinners, and you like. There's a bunch of like random chance if you're gonna like make your three point shot or whatever. Is it, when you say spinner? Sorry, my mind immediately went fidget spinner. I realize yeah, now that's probably not correct. That is incorrect. Are you in fourth grade? Like, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> No, they got, like, all the stats from the NBA players on the back, so, like, all my kids are will be pumped. But so far, we've just played it with me and the teachers, and we got really into it, so that was fun. But that's about it. Cool. Um, well, let's get into the main thing we're supposed to be talking about, which is God Texan of War. Plugged. <laughs> God okay. of War. Spot on. Yep. Um, we went to PAX Unplugged a couple weeks ago. It was November 30th through December 2nd. This was the second that they have ever held. Uh, it's held at uh, Philadelphia's Convention Center. Um, and we had, I think, we have 10 people that went. I think that's 10. 10. Exactly. 10. Yeah. So uh, we wanted to just talk about what we experienced there, board games, panels. Uh, but I figured we would start off with everyone's absolute favorite thing, which was trivia. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, man. God damn it. It was so fun. I liked the part where we were there for about 10 hours. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we're in the middle. Let's just start with this. Just uh, just kind of a recap. We're in the middle of PAX, and we're just playing games, and Owen's like, guys, we should go do something together, like trivia. And we're all like, all right, fine. So we went and signed up, and then we show up for trivia, and it is in the loudest possible room <laughs> In the convention center. It's basically I mean, it, a garage. I was going to say a cafeteria, but yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. Same. Uh, and we're down there, and the person who's running it doesn't have a microphone, A, and we're spread out amongst all these tables. I don't know how many teams there were. Probably 15, 20 teams of I think it was four people 16. each. Yeah. 16. They said there were 64 players. Ah. Valid point. Quick maths. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so 16 teams of four players, uh, and we're kind of just at these tables. There's all kinds of other tournaments and games going on around us, so you can hear like nothing. And I swear, this girl has never, like, her voice does not project at all. No, she doesn't. No. It goes 10 feet, and then it just disappears. <laughs> oh, she what? was dainty. 
Uh, but the good news was it was in the best format possible for <laughs> trivia. No. Oh, absolute <laughs> worst format ever. Uh, if you've ever done trivia at a bar for like Geeks Who Drink or one of the or other trivia like, formats. you're familiar with trivia as a concept. Yeah, or trivia as a you're concept. You're probably yeah. aware. Questions yeah, just people. like you've existed in the world. And and see, I assumed it would have been, when I read the description, a geeky trivia as like those that you see in a bar. Right, you yeah. Know, so like... They ask a question, you write it down. If you get it right, you get points. Uh, unfortunately, it was not set up like that. It was even better. It was the worst. So yeah, instead of doing that, which is fast and lets all the teams participate on every question, she would ask a question like, name as many dragons as you can. And people would say like, I can name five dragons. I can name 10 dragons. I can name 35 dragons. Like a bidding process. <laughs> yeah. And whoever says the highest number, she would then go talk to them for about 30 minutes per question <laughs> while they tried to bullshit out of their asshole all the dragons in the universe. Okay, and the other best part is, uh, number one, when she's like, when they're listing off dragons, right, or whatever they're guessing, they would guess something and she would confirm or deny, which, A, how in the world is she getting all of these? There's no <laughs> she way she has all know. of this trivia in her head. Oh, yeah. The number of times she was like, does that sound right to the room? And one guy would go, yeah. And she'd be like, cool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that guy was to mean everything that anybody said <laughs> just to keep the game going. Oh, sure. Like, they were like, points. yeah, this tree is named a dragon. And I was like, yeah, seems legit. Sure. Uh, so on top of that, after each answer, you could see it, like her counting in her head. She wouldn't like verbally counting, but she was definitely like one, two, up to ten until they would answer again. And then the counter would restart. So, you know, I mean, you literally could just sit around and have a conversation with your teammates until you came up with something that was semi-accurate. Yell it out to her. And then she has to yell out to the crowd to determine if it's correct. And then by that time, you've already come up with another one. And plus, your timer's reset to 10. So, excellent, excellent format. I feel like you're still not over this. I'm still not <laughs> over this. Number one, because I'm pretty sure we could have gotten spaceships. Name spaceships. <laughs> I, I believe in our villains. <laughs> you did. Those you people robbed us. They were like, I can name 10 Hufflepuffs. I'm like, no, you can't. And they could not. And then she just moved on. And I was like, what about the rest of us? Who actually know who Hufflepuffs are <laughs> sitting over here in the corner playing with ourselves. It was very upsetting. I guess that's yeah. right. There was no actually opportunity to follow up. Like no, if a team it didn't was just get like, it right. And people would just lose and then she'd move on to another question. And I was like, that was worthless. Right, if memory yep. serves, we got a grand total of a zero points. We did. Hey, we did not lose. Ahead of like half of the team. <laughs> yeah, we did not lose. <laughs> It should have been evident that the game was poorly constructed based on the number of people who had negative points at the end of that game. Yeah. There were quite a few teams. Yeah. Uh, and it lasted, what, two and a half hours? It long was a long freaking time. We were not there for two and a half hours. They allotted two and a half hours. Mm. We, we ended early because I just kept giving answers to the team yeah, next the to The team us. next to us when she yelled at you? What did you even tell him? You gave him somebody an answer for something. Skeleton. Uh, or something. Yes, yeah, we started at like four and then we ended at like five thirty. Yeah, there was no so way that was two and a half an hour hours. and a half. Yep. And and some kid was extremely upset with me. He's like, you know you guys could just leave. And I was like, Yeah, or we could just end this for everyone who hates what's going on. Yes. Wait, so we can get our super talking? <laughs> Yeah. 
Oh man. Oh, and we, we, we kept to ourselves in our coins team. We got you. I did. What did you get? Was it uh, worth it? No. Great. <laughs> Great. I could have told you answer. Our that. super excellent prizes that we got for that. Oh, here's three dollars of in-store credit. That's $3. Was it three bucks? That's pretty so, good, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was pretty good when you put all ten of us. Yeah, no. To I mean, I ended up getting uh, a a Christmas present for someone. Brendan got a tube for his uh, magic mat. He we lost one of the. Apparently, Brendan lost one of the other coins, and then the rest <laughs> of them I used for a uh, bunch of uh, card sleeves. I was gonna get card sleeves for uh, Hands of Fate because that just seems like a good idea because there's a fuck ton of cards in that game. However, there's a fuck ton of cards in that game, and it was way more than the tokens that we had. Mm-hmm. Well, you probably didn't have room in your suitcase to buy any more board games anyways. Hey, we I went on a little spree there. It was a good oh, day. that's right. You did was drive. there room in the car? Did you leave someone in Philly? Like, mm-hmm. how did that work? <laughs> we left Brendan. We haven't heard from him since. That sounds right. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> it's his vehicle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll figure it out. Uh, so outside of um, our trivia time, I, very <laughs> few people went to panels. I do know that. Of course, our traditional let's talk about panels the whole time and then do none. Yep. Uh, I, I, I went to one because I'm the only upstanding member hey, of this we group. we went to one. Yeah, correct. It was not the painting one either. I know. Why <laughs> did we go to the painting one, Jake? Uh, it's a weird question. It's probably because it sounded like it sucked a dick. <laughs> You went to the brush cleaning one, though, right? I mean, obviously. We're not yeah, going to paint, but my brushes are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can't paint. Exactly. So, Brock, tell us about the panel you went to. Um, I got there late. <laughs> oh, Good start. Because it started at 10, and Owen and I had to stand outside for a really long time. Oh, where did everybody For the record, not my fault. I didn't say it was, it was yeah, well. It was implied. Well, he said Owen's name, which he was seems so like it's your fault. He seems very defensive, so it must have been his fault, and I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just this I don't know was what you did to make me stand in line, the but I'm trivia about thing, it now. and everyone was blaming me for stuff. So I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. you can't blame me for this. This one wasn't my fault. Whatever. I showed up. It was actually a bunch of teachers and uh, school psychologists from a school here in New York. Uh, and they run like D and D campaigns in their classrooms to do more like social things. So a lot of it had to do with uh, special ed kids as well, and like teaching social skills, such as like you go into a innkeeper and you have like these options to say like which one do you choose? There's going to be consequences if you say give me all your money. You're probably going to get hit with a bad thing or if you're nice to him maybe he'll be nice to you so they like teach them social skills through like that kind of setup and then eventually those... they like let them run their own thing which yeah. is cool those same people are the ones that ran uh the panel that jake and i went to oh nice uh, are they yeah. the same people yeah no it was the same exact people oh i, I thought we determined the opposite but okay i don't know what you did I continue irrelevant <laughs> yeah that was it what was cool. the name of the panel you went to? Wow. Oh, cool. Excellent. <laughs> Jake, and, and Jake and Owen, you guys went to what panel? We went to the murder hobo panel. Ah. Because yes. we wanted to stop murder hobos. Yes. Well, it's it's pretty prevalent in almost every game I've played of D&D, where it's just like, you know, you go to a place and you kill people and you move on rather than, like, 
actually feeling invested in the world so much. Uh, what it ended up being, I was surprised that it was more like, kind of like what Brock said, people who more use gaming as like almost like a therapy kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, so what they had kind of suggested was rather than the DM building the world and then like presenting it to the players, you start with like a blank map and you build the world with the players, uh, which is a really cool idea. And the idea is basically that since the players are actively building the world with you, rather than feeling like they don't have any agency in the world since they created it, they're going to be naturally more invested in it. So it'll be like, rather than, oh, we have to go to random town that I don't remember the name of, it'll be like, oh, dude, we got to go to Fuxburg that Kevin drew on the map. I wonder what's going on there. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> you would be surprised. Farmer's markets, mostly. Oh. But the other thing they did was not just map design, but also kind of like quest design, where like, once you build the map, all the players suggest like, oh, you know, in... Tinkletown, there's a wizard who's up to some shenanigans and like all the players kind of work together to like pitch all these different like leads basically for quests and then even within that they'll add like little modifiers like oh the wizard has been seen randomly around the map maybe he's teleporting maybe he has clones who knows but it just kind of gives you like a skeleton of a quest and then when they go you still as the dm need to like obviously build it but it's more of a collaborative thing rather than just one person building the world for everyone to play in. Cool. I definitely liked the idea that they brought up of the players having their own kind of quest line instead of it just being like, oh, you're a party and you're together and you're doing stuff. It was like, okay, why are you here? This person's trying to find their brother. Okay, why are you here? All right, you just wanted to get the fuck out of town. That's fine. Why are you here? You know, oh, you need to, like, avenge your family's honor or some shit. Like, I, I liked that idea because then it gave you as a DM more stuff to build your campaigns around. That not only can there be, like, some big bad that the group has to fight, but you can also, like, work in, like, okay, on the way to big bad, you found the brother. Or, you know, on the way to the town, you were able to do this person's quest line so that way they avenge their family's honor. Yeah, I thought it was a very neat way and uh, gave some good ideas to how to run some campaigns. Hmm. And is that we went to two whole panels? Seriously, yeah. that was more than you guys. Went you to weren't last even year. one of them. I don't yeah, know why I'm saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> this is I'm just moderating, guys. I don't think any of the panels I mentioned I was going to. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> just leading us through, leading us through the schedule. Speaking is of trivia, considered a panel. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's count it. No, actually, no. That's a tournament. So you can't, you can't consider it a panel. Uh, yeah, you have to wait until the tournament, tournament section of the podcast, please. Oh, uh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> so uh, let's jump on to the most important thing, which was all of the board games that we got. So to play. many board games. Yeah, and I actually have no idea what format to do this in because we played so many different things. Oh, I know how we can start. Everyone just say their favorite, Ooh, and then perfect. talk about it. We'll do perfect. like what have you been playing lately? Oh, awesome. Let's start at the top then. Alex, good luck if you're here. Are you here, Alex? Um, Are you alive? My favorite was probably Root. Uh, Abe went and bought it. Abe couldn't join us for the podcast, but he was with us. In spirit. He's dead. I mean, he, was he was physically with us. He was definitely there at the time. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing now, but... Probably parental responsibilities. Okay, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
<laughs> Rough kids. Uh, Root is made by. Isn't it the same people that did. Um, what's the other one? Vast. <laughs> Vast. Yeah. So it's all based around the other how. Game you have. Each um, player is basically playing like a different type of game or like a different. Like all the mechanics work completely differently for each player. What'd you call it? Asymmetrical? Um, Woo! Very big much words. So. I guess. Yeah, sure. I went like to college. Isn't that vast, like, pretty broken apart, though? Like, you guys are playing four or five different games? No. Yeah, I'd say it's quite similar to Root. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Hey, you're on the... You're on. You're all on the same map trying to accomplish different objectives yeah. in Vast. Same, kind of same way as this one. And one of the people in Vast is playing the map itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They play the That sounds really hard. <laughs> Um, so you have like these four different factions in a forest and it's kind of like the old ruling body has been kind of kicked to the wayside and there's like a new, um, ruling body. And then like one person's playing the old faction is trying to come back and take stuff over. And one person's trying to like maintain their new control. And then there's like one person that plays like all of the, the rest of the, like, what do you call them? Forest creatures, I guess. Uh, it's what the is he, what forest is he alliance. Yeah, the forest alliance it's like all of the creatures that aren't allied with either side and then one person's like a a single raccoon yeah a single raccoon he's like <laughs> he's, a, he's called the vagabond uh, and he goes like between all the different factions and is like wheeling and dealing and is like allied with one one second and then stabbing him in the back of the next like for instance Brendan played him uh, you know worked with me to get a crossbow from me and then on the same turn immediately shot me with it <laughs> so <laughs> stuff like that classic brendan uh really cool how the, the different factions play so differently i only played one of them but it was a lot of fun it's neat that they're so uh different in style and play but they tie in so well not only to the mechanics of the game but also just the the story the world that's built um, and I think the most interesting part of that is they, they just released an expansion, I think, a couple days ago, actually. Um, and the expansion has two additional factions. One of them, which is, uh, I don't remember actually what creatures they are, but they are essentially a cult. And so every card that you play that has uh, a specific type of animal on it, essentially, instead of putting it in the discard, it goes to the cult leader. Like, oh, you've been discarded. Well, come join our, our, our group. You know, we'll take care of you. We'll lead you. We'll guide you. Oh, and then, cool. yeah, and then the the fifth faction is uh, the beavers, and they are like they utilize the river and their merchants and traders throughout the forest. So even with the expansions, I mean, they're still building like just the world, like the the world itself. And I think that was what was so neat about it. It wasn't just uh, you know four people playing four different games asymmetric. It was very much also you're playing like in the style that your faction or whatever you want to call it would play. And I think that was I think that's what made it so intriguing. Um Okay, well I guess I'll go next. That was my favorite, clearly, because I talked about it a lot, but since Alex already talked about it. I'll talk about a different game that I also really liked and I bought, which was Tokyo Highway. Oh, so good. Uh man, this is a game that uh I would never traditionally buy. Most games I buy are way very intense, way too intense sometimes for some people. Uh, and I can't find people to play them with me, so they just sit on my shelf upstairs. Not intense. It is not that kind of intense. So not Tokyo this game Highway is so intense. Right? It's intense for some people, but it's not intense in the same manner. So 
Tokyo Highway is a dexterity game that also involves some strategy. And essentially the premise is you're building a highway and, uh, you know, like basically placing a road between adjusted height columns. And then when you play a road over the top of a player's road or play it below a player's road, you essentially score a point and you place a car on that highway. And it kind of goes in turn and everybody's just building roads everywhere. But there's a lot of strategy in terms of like where you're positioning your columns, where you're playing your roads, how you're blocking people. And then the best part is watching Alex try to place a road and knocking <laughs> the entire map down and then trying to pick all the pieces up and quitting. So that, that part's great. And that's Alex, why it's stressful like for some people specifically. That part was not great that was also on the table that that had like a wiggling baby on it and like a like eight other people around it like hitting it occasionally the baby on the table the baby was on the table it was actually on the table was still an excuse so when we played the second time on the very stable table and the other part of the um convention center much better it was i did i did win actually the the only thing that i would I I saw as an issue when I played with you guys that time uh, at the table, the more stable table. It was in fact the like if you accidentally knock down half the board, how do you pick back up and continue where you left off? Because in theory, you're supposed to be able to do that. And I was like, I don't know how you guys do that. I would just quit. Well, see, in my opinion, this is just a great game for just identifying who's the loser because everyone else is a winner. So, are uh, they though? Is it is I that mean, like uh It's um, like Jenga. Yeah, it is. No, yeah. no, it's, who lost? It, it's like we didn't play test this. You know who sure. the winner is, not Aaron. Not me ever because I don't play that game when we try to play it. I just sit there and never play my turn. It's That's great. not true. You played once. You just lost on your turn. For yeah, I reference, guess it's true. we played the game 3 times in a row and the first two times Aaron did not get a turn. Nope. Very funny. Great game. Great game. <laughs> 10 out of 10 uh caleb what was your what was your favorite game my favorite game was probably the ruby combat ready game son of a bitch she took the only one i wanted to talk about <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> uh, um so ruby combat ready is a co-op up to five player game where you play as the members of team ruby and also penny <laughs> and, also <laughs> and uh Aww. you fight different villains so the way the game works is you pick a villain at the beginning, and they have like a specific deck of moves that they have. So you can, you can play against Roman Torchwick, or Adam, I can't remember his last name, Adam or Cinderfall. We played against Roman Torchwick because he's the easy one. I forgot Cinder's name was so good. Yes, pretty, <laughs> pretty not great. Uh, but the way it works is one person is dueling the villain, and they play their cards as what's written on them, essentially. And then the rest of the team members can either assist them using their cards or fight off various minions using their cards. And you keep fighting the, the villain and you build up your ultimate meter and then you can ult him or he builds up his um, interrupt meter and interrupts and ends the duel. And then it moves on to the next person who duels the villain. And it's uh, it was pretty cool. you guys have anything to add to it? Uh, the only I thing really I like, really oh, oh god, this is the worst. Uh. <laughs> uh, the only thing I really I like to... that. But... Oh. <laughs> Perfect. Did that on purpose? I did. Probably. <laughs> the only thing I'll say is that uh, compared to what's the name of that other deck building game we've played with the wizards? Eon Magic. Eon's End. Eon's End. Sure. 
So Eon's End kind of ends up where one person ends up juiced, usually the overpowered character, <laughs> but where one person gets to fight the monster and everyone else just kind of supports them. And that's clearly the dynamic here as well. But since the person fighting him rotates, it's a lot less like one person gets to play and everyone else gets to watch them play. And more like that person plays right now, but then I'll get to play next. I even think that the people who are assisting have way more sort of agency over what's happening that's than the possible. person who's dueling. Yeah, I guess dueling, you're just like, okay, I'm going to hit him really hard this time, guys. Yeah, right. Try to help me hit. Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, that's also because we let Caleb play that overpowered character. And since I've started playing that game, not letting anybody play that character, it's a lot more balanced. (laughs) You know what? I'll believe that. (laughs) Okay, no, the one thing I didn't include. Go ahead. I was just going to say, after playing Aeon's Aeon's End, right? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, after playing that game, I was like trying to find other posts where people were like, okay, this character is super overpowered. There's like nothing. Yeah, I don't mm. know how people cannot right? see that. So either freaking bri- you guys are freaking brilliant and you came up with a strategy in that game or, or something we're else. We're really clearly. not. Like he starts <laughs> yeah. with about five advantages. I mean, maybe we're reading it wrong or something. Yeah, maybe we're, we're playing maybe. It wrong. interpreting something, but like... I don't know. The ability is pretty explicit. Yeah. Basically, there's one character in that game who can just like cast another spell for free. Just like when you give him his ability, he can use his ability for free. And for reference, there's another character who lets someone else draw a few cards. And their ability costs more to use. It's really confusing. The, <laughs> the dude that's overpowered, it's not just casting it for free, it's casting it twice. Yeah, right. you cast a single spell twice. He casts and a spell twice for free. He starts with anybody's. an extra spell at the start. Like, you don't yeah. have to charge. Usually, you have to, like, open your spell slots. He starts with two. Everyone else starts with one. It's really confusing. And his ability like costs a character less in there than everyone else's? I don't get it. His, yeah, his ability costs one less to activate than anybody else. Also, there's a character in there that only has three possible spell slots in total. It's not that guy. Like, one of them's taken away. <laughs> Because apparently they're too powerful to have four slots. I don't know. Get it. Too strong. Too strong. Oh, we should get back to Ruby though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a couple things to add. So I, I left out a couple pieces. Um, there's like a sort of campaign mode that you can play through where you mix and match villains and objective cards. And as you play through, you can level up your character's abilities and swap them out with newer leveled up abilities. In it. So it has a sort of like progression to it which is pretty cool. It's almost like a deck builder in a way. Yeah. Where you're swapping out low-level abilities for higher-level abilities. Right. Like uh, Hogwarts Battle, where you get proficiencies and all that? Mm, I don't know that I would put it in that. That specific category? Yeah. Different. Da Ruby? Is that it? You don't mean that's pretty much it. Okay. Oh, well, I really, <laughs> was I really like waiting the... on you. Like, had a few <laughs> yeah, things like, to add. Here's one waiting. more. And that was well, a I, random stuff. I, I added the few more things. Jesus okay. fucking Christ. Perfect. Penny also sucks dick. I'm going to say that. I don't like playing her at all. She should She's be dead. She's very good against minions. Okay, yeah, why is the thing. She... Minions are easy. Anyone can fucking fight them. Man. Why is she in the game? I mean, That's there's so many other like people they could have The issue the is, game. they named they're... it Combat Ready, which is oh, Penny's yeah, which line. Is her thing. That's That's right. So they're like, yeah, put her Fine. in. Give her all those abilities we cut because they suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> She's good at minions. She's the best at minions, I think. But I'm not even convinced, but whatever. Not great. All right, otherwise. Jake, you're up. Okay, I'm up. Um... <laughs> 
Pick another See, one. Too. It's like I want Brock. Brock, are you going to talk about Jalapagos or should I? You can talk about it. I can talk about it. Okay. This is actually Tell the only game I've bought. I did. Violent you are. Fuck you, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you so much. Yeah. How good were you? Did you win? <laughs> he made big plays, dude. <laughs> yeah, so did. this is the only game I bought. I bought some dice. Not. For I don't me. think I knew you bought it. I did buy it. Yeah, it was twenty bucks. Uh, so it's a survival game where you start with however many people are playing. Like, we played with 10, which is really cool. There's not a lot of games that support that many. But the idea is you're, like, stranded on this island, and you got to get food and water for everyone to stay alive and also build rafts so that way you can eventually leave the island. There's also kind of like a ticking clock mechanic where every day you flip a card to determine, like, the weather. And one day, there's a hurricane. And when you see the hurricane card, you're leaving tomorrow. Doesn't matter if you have enough rafts or not, you're leaving tomorrow. And what's interesting is, I don't know that it's possible to get everyone off that frickin' island. Like, I'm pretty sure so. it's designed so that way there's no way in hell you're getting off that island. We've gotten, to be fair, the times we played it, we got the hurricane the, the most That's early true. we possibly yeah, could. Yeah, we've been very unlucky. Yeah. But so the idea is, you get to the point and you go, okay, guys, we gotta vote for who's leaving and who's staying here and dying on this island. <laughs> That's the theory. What has actually <laughs> happened is we got to that point, and someone, usually Brock, pulls a gun and starts shooting people. <laughs> and by people, we mean me. It's primarily and Cassie. I mean, not just you. And yeah, someone you else. I was right? the first to die. You both tried games. to take things from me. You tried to take a card from a guy with a gun. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate mistake. I couldn't chance you taking my gun or my bullet, so I just shot you with it. And then two birds, one song. Yeah, it's it's really fun, actually. What I really like is that it's not just you use the gun and you get to shoot people. You also need a bullet for it. So there's almost like a mechanic of you can pull a gun. And you could just bluff. Like, you could try to bluff. Oh, yeah, bullets. really? That's what Cassie did. She pulled a gun, and then I shot her. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, you can't have a gun. We have, have a gun. We had somebody in the second game do that. However, they uh, somebody died next to them, giving them the bullet that they needed. Yeah. yeah so giving them the gun. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. they, they were bluffing. They were like, yeah, I'll totally kill everybody. And then somebody died next to them, and then they got the ability to kill everybody. And I think both, because we only played it twice there, but yeah. both times someone would reveal a gun, and then everyone was like, if I give you a bullet, will you not use it on me? <laughs> Which is so fucked up. But yeah, that's not yeah. how I would play that in real life. <laughs> I don't think I would hand over bullets to the guy with the gun. Exactly. But at the same time, if they have a bullet, they could just shoot you. So like it's your it's your one move, but is it? it that's, a that's little how bit Cassie is. died. That's literally well. No, that is she not how the, Cassie died. Cassie no, no, pulled no. a gun and said, no, "I'll she, shoot you," and then he said, the "No, gun. I'll shoot you." She pulled the gun because everyone was giving their bullets to Brock, and she was like, "Wait, I have a gun too." And then I and shot. Brock her. shot her. <laughs> and then Brock and I was like, well, "We can't have that." <laughs> that was her not reading the room. No, yeah. definitely. Hey, I this guy has a lot of bullets. Maybe I'll threaten him. I had a fishing rod. You just killed the girl with the fish. I'm like, yeah, but we pass that to someone else. Like, I don't know. Somebody go check that out. No offense. Love you, Cassie. <laughs> that second game, my beginning hand had a gun and two bullets in it. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know. Like, I, I wish that there was a way that you didn't have to give the cards to people after you died. Because I feel like that's the only thing that could keep you alive is doing the 
don't kill me. I have this thing that'll help the group. But because I tried that, and they're like, oh, we'll just kill you and take the card <laughs> yeah. and help the well, group anyway. If you that would it. really work on an island. We would kill yeah. you and take your stuff. It's We're not going to kill you when your stuff goes away. And it's okay. not a gun. It goes away. I didn't play this game, but watching you guys play it, it was just like I got the perspective of exactly what you guys would be like if you were stranded on an island and needed to escape. <laughs> the worst like, people? I, I mean, Brock probably would just start shooting some people. <laughs> and mean, then Caleb would like, wrong. he would just be like, all right, forget my morals. I'm shooting Brock just so okay, that he doesn't kill anybody else. Here's Come what's on. very upsetting about that. <laughs> we had enough rats. We all could have left. <laughs> and then they shot me anyway and left we with an extra raft because they didn't want to bring me back to society. No, because I'd already broken my mind. We had enough food and water. So I just uh, shot we him. Did the, oh, also, we did. I probably would have shot him either way because he was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I maniac. helped us like get on down rap. to enough people. <laughs> I helped the group and that by killing some people for us. <laughs> I, I, hey, Thanos, I'm just pointing something out. Sometimes doing the bad thing doesn't make you a good person. Whatever. We haven't got to that next movie. You don't know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Thanos was actually the good guy the whole time. Uh, let's see. Who's up next? Uh, Owen. Hey. Well, since I can't talk about Tokyo because you took it, and I can't talk about Jalapagos <laughs> since someone else took that, uh, I, I guess I'm I'm down to, this is like my fifth pick, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, that makes what, sense. Your first two were taken. Yeah, you, yeah, you pick your third favorite. Excellent, excellent, excellent. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, was, what was that Harry Potter game that we played? Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, that one. That was nice. That was neat. Excellent. <laughs> uh, it was called it Fantastic Beasts: Perilous Pursuit, and it's a it's a ready set roll game. Uh, in that you're basically it's like Yahtzee style, so you're rolling die. Do you want to explain this, Owen? Because I'm like the, back no, to this me is again. a much better explanation than I could have ever come up with okay. already. <laughs> if you've ever played the game Yahtzee, it's a little bit like Yahtzee. If you ever played the game Rollers, it is literally Rollers with just some additional mechanics. Um, but essentially, you have a board in front of you. That board has uh, different specific skills, and you are rolling a set of die that don't have numbers, but just have icons for those skills, and you have to, Yahtzee-style in three rolls, try to fill up the bars of your skills in order to ready them, and then you have to get an additional die to set it, and you have to have an additional die to activate it. But and you can also activate other people's. And you can, right. So if people have things ready and set, then you can activate them as you're, as you're going. And the premise of the game is there is a uh, like a set of creatures that you have to capture, and all of them have specific traits. And on the creatures roll, which happens between everybody's turn, they're rolling die, and they're either escaping, attacking, or performing something that sort of messes with the mechanics of how you're able to try to capture them. Now, um, uh, you were the one that set this up, so I didn't quite understand if this is a thing. But was there a uh, like a difference in the stack? of those creatures of like difficulty to capture or fight or whatnot you know i don't remember if there's like difficulty levels the one we played was uh one level one creature one level two creature and three level three creatures yeah because i was gonna say by the end there they all just kind of seemed the same like it didn't feel like there was a boss per se it was just like a okay well you're you're doing this one now and you're like all right cool we're doing this one now yeah again like i said it's kind of like I mean, if you want like a simple but themed Harry Potter game, it's a probably a good way to go. It is very much just roll some die, see what you get, 
try to capture monsters as your, you know, secondary function of the game. But there's not a lot of complexity to what it was. Yeah, Queenie I thought was it... kind of OP. Yeah! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I got cards, like, two times a turn, and those cards would, like, kill everything or help me, like, not die. Yeah, I think I ended the game bad. with, like, three shields and, like, all of my health and all of my stuff filled up, and <laughs> I was fine. I think you could probably make the game more complicated just by adding cards to the deck. I mean, we never lost to a single creature. No, yep. None escaped. Nobody ever died. Um, Owen got you... close. I got close. I got down to three. Mm. Which he was the main character, so that yeah, would I was I was commander. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I that was like my my favorite. Uh, you know, that was like the 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 closest thing that I have of like a new game that we played uh, while there. Because if if I was going for something that was more of like, oh yeah, what is your third favorite game that we played? Uh, I would say Burgle Bros. That game was awesome. But you guys played that last year, and we talked about it in our other podcast, which you should listen to with the doobly-doo below. Link, description, there the you go. doobly-doop below. All right, I'm going to put a doobly-doop in there. Yeah, there you go. Brock, how about you? What was your, what was your game that's um, probably already been mentioned? Besides all the ones we played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like, your fifth favorite. Yeah, I liked Ruby a lot. I liked... I love it goes a lot. I liked Ruby. Um, <laughs> what are we not talking Oh, I liked the... Uh, the other dice role player. Oh, oh yeah. right, it, dude, that uh, game looked cool. I played it twice actually. I really liked it, and I went back to see if I could buy it, and they were sold out. And then I googled it, and it's like in pre-order thing. So I guess a lot of other people liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically it's another dice game. It's not so much Yahtzee style as uh, it's a character creator is the plot, and you're creating this character for a fantasy game with normal stats, strength dexterity constitution yada yada uh but you're doing it with dice rolls and the whole goal of the game is to create the best character possible um and you don't actually ever do anything with them which is awesome because <laughs> that's how i spend most of my time fantasy games anyway yes alex as well but he never played this with me because he had better friends you know if you like character yeah, creation so time. much you should get <laughs> wwe 20 oh my god yes. 2018 <laughs> 2K17, right? 2K17. Yeah, there it is. 16. Oh, it's Man, so good. 40 gigs of character creation, 10 gigs of game. It wow. is awesome. It's amazing. Holy it shit. It sounds right up my alley, minus all Great. the things you just what said. What was the name of the guy you created, Jake? Krumpus, Krumpus. I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what it was. That'd be him. <laughs> he had Tostitos tattoos. <laughs> it was great. Wow. Anyway, uh, it was a good game. It seemed like. It'd be a fun thing to play that game and then actually build the characters that you made in the game. Oh, oh my god! As your character for your D and either a one shot or a campaign. Yeah, that'd be fun. It would be like a fun intro to a campaign. Yeah, yeah. play that game. All right. All right, you got whatever you end up with. That's what you're playing with. Yeah. Did okay. the characters end up like normally st- like statted? So at the like end? they give you a goal for your character. So at the beginning of the game, you get like a class. And you start off as a certain race, and you get an alignment, uh, so and a background. So you're trying to line up with the cards that you randomly drew. So it's not necessarily like I want to be this great thing. Like I drew Bard the first time, 
And so it told me my strength needed to be only like a 14 plus out of the three die that I could put there. Um, but my whatever, um, talking charisma, <laughs> charisma. <laughs> Nailed it, I have a really high one of those in real life. Uh, <laughs> my charisma had to be like 18 plus because I was a part of whatever. And so as you're like placing, you like, there's a whole like market system where you're like taking dice and buying items and doing all these things. And you don't actually like roll the dice to see what they are. Like the main, the first player rolls them once places them on the thing and then everybody like takes them in order of which die you're going to take and you can only change those as you place them on the board um there are certain things that allow you to flip a die onto its opposite side or switch to die from your uh, on your board to different spots but you don't like re-roll them you just use the pips to like keep track of what is what so you're trying to get uh whatever matches your cards that you drew uh also there's a bunch of different colors of dice so like the colors matter where they go depending on what uh, race you are and uh, what background you do, and the alignment uh, is its whole other thing. But like it's the whole chaotic good, lawful evil, whatever. Uh, and you're trying to make your character fit into that um, as you're buying things. So there's really... like a lot of different moving parts that you're trying to keep track of all at once, and it's pretty fun. I really liked the uh, background because I think that really changed the way that everybody had to approach the game, at least from mm -hmm. what I could tell. Like on, on my character, I specifically didn't have to move my alignment uh, token whenever I did an action. So mm. I could just be permanently in one spot and utilize actions that made me move alignment and then just refresh them. But that meant that I was not playing for other things. Like I wasn't picking mm -hmm. up items. I wasn't picking up armor. Um, it right. was definitely like it definitely changed. Again, I noticed like everybody else is buying like somebody. I think it might have been you that bought an entire set of armor. Yeah. Uh, so you know, just different ways of approaching the game based on what your background was. It was, it was a cool fun. game. I would buy it. Uh, additionally, I think there's some other games we should probably mention here. Um, number one being, I am a big lay waste game fan. Uh, and we, uh, you know, of course, I love Dragoon. I, I bought the expansion, but we also tried to play Human Era. Ugh. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> I think we listed it as that crappy pink one. Yep, we loved uh, it. What so a many game. people stared at me when I had to carry it around. Yeah, it's like it's 2018. I can carry a pink game with me. Call me. <laughs> Go to the diversity panel, jerks. Uh boy, I don't even know how to really describe this game. It sucks. Utter garbage. For Ten players. Uh, well, I. Go ahead. Sorry, it's theoretically kind of like Secret Hitler or The Thing. Uh, we played The Thing while we were there, not at PAX, really, just kind of at the house beforehand. Really cool game with, like, a hidden traitor kind of system. Which we magically won. Yeah, <laughs> almost blind, despite thinking there was one fewer traitors than there actually was. <laughs> that's just because I'm very good, though. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This game tries to do that, but introduces, I think, too many mechanics... Yeah. So that it's almost impossible to tell who's doing what. And there's one, like, half-traitor, half-good guy who just wins no matter what happens in the game. So I'm not really sure what they're supposed to do, honestly. He doesn't win no matter what. Yeah. There is one scenario that he does not win in. Oh, excuse there me. Two. There's oh, two. No, there are two. There, sorry, yeah. there's two scenarios that he doesn't win in. The other four, that, yeah, wins. <laughs> yeah, like... 
Because they also added, so like with the thing, you like go on a mission, and everyone on the mission gives you a card, and then you'll like look at the cards or draw a card, and you go, oh no, someone gave me this bad card. But Human Era introduces the mechanic where you get all the cards, and then you get a random one. So it's very much like, okay, we end up with the shitty card. Did someone give me the shitty card, or did we draw the shitty card? I don't know. And so you just keep playing, and it doesn't really matter anyways, because the mechanics are confusing. <laughs> Well, I think specifically for, you know, one of the things I, 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 at least when we played, I think that was broken for us was that when you surpass eight players in that game, because it definitely says to 10, but there's special rule sets for nine oh and God, special that's... rule sets for 10 players. I mean, that should be a flag if I ever pick up a game like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Additionally, one thing we haven't mentioned is the number of freaking rules that we encountered that were in the you'll seldom ever have to use these rules <laughs> section. That's true with the... every game we play. I think it's almost amazing. every game we played, it was like, you don't need to worry about this rule. We were like, first game, we need to know this rule now. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, let's, talk, let's stop talking about Human Era. That game sucked for nine and 10 players. Let's go to the other game we had to read in the special section, which was on tour. Uh, it's oh, kind of like... One. It's it's kind of like I don't even know how to like ticket to ride, but you're like putting numbers on cities and then drawing a map at the end of the game. Was that based the one on die rolls? Was that the one? What was was that the one that was advertised was like a band or something, and you were like going yeah, around and, doing stuff? Because I saw the held... picture of it, but I never actually got around to playing it in the show floor. It was advertised as that like everybody was a different genre of band and you were mm -hmm. touring around the United States and for some reason everyone had a menu that they were holding in their hands. <laughs> it was very confusing actually. <laughs> it looked like categories. Yeah, sure. It was again again, another game where as like literally halfway through some a scenario happened where we like could not write a number because of the way the game mechanics worked. Nobody knew what to do and oh lo and behold, the you will seldom have to use these rules section gave us the answer. <laughs> Did we you guys like that through. game? Yeah. What? Did you like on tour? I liked it. Was pretty it. cool. It was fine. I, think I thought it was one of those games that was like fairly easy enough that like non-game players would be able to play yeah, it and be very fine. Much so. And everybody really plays it at scale. the same time. Yes. So it's not like a lot of sitting around and waiting on people to take turns. Like you just do it all at once. I liked that. Supports wish... a large number of players. Yeah, like as many easy to boards explain. as you have, you could just do. Well, the one thing about that game that I wish, uh, well, actually, just in general, that's in the the tabletop test area. I don't remember what they call it, but it's first essentially look. first, first, look, first look. look. There you go. It's essentially new games that developers are putting in there, and you can go try them out. I wish they had like a way to give some feedback, because um, we played a game inside of an area where we played with the dev, and while we were playing, we gave them feedback. I don't even remember the name of that game. That's something to do with acorns, but essentially. We were able to give them feedback on the fly. Like, okay, here's some things we would change because it doesn't really make sense the way we're playing. It was Brock and I. We played in whatever that room was. Um, I forgot what it was. Yeah. But I, oh, I wish... The, the not published room. Or yeah, the not published room. But same thing for first look. Un I wish they had... Unpub. Sorry. Yeah. I, I wish they it. had like an ability to give feedback because on... Uh, on tour, it would have been great to be like, okay, one thing would be awesome would be like, let's change the theme slightly. And then maybe let's talk about bonuses for going not only through cities that you circle, but also like making the theme justify the game because it was so disconnected from what we were doing. Like you had jazz and rock and country and hip hop. Yeah, that didn't I think. really matter. It, it, not it, at all. Nothing that to just, do with the game. That at just all. changed the art on your board. Yeah. 
Wow, like I didn't cast, even notice that much. Cassie's <laughs> had all hip-hop stuff, and mine had, like, banjos on it. But other than that, it's the same thing. Yeah. And also, so, clearly, they should talk to Guy Fieri and get it to be Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would buy that game in a heartbeat. That It'd be really good. Just you slap Guy Fieri's face Because it's on, on a menu. Yeah, Food truck. Right. That's what we came up with. Food yeah. truck. Food truck. Like make a lot yeah. more sense. Food truck race. Wasn't there a food truck race game? Sure. Show. Don't know. I don't know. Did they make yeah. a game? I thought th- I thought there was like a-, a game at the show that was about food trucks. Yep. That's kind of lame, actually, because there's no <laughs> food involved. That's the best part about food trucks. Uh, additionally, there were some other games there as well. Um, there were like I feel like thirty Brandon Sanderson games. Uh, for some I'm reason, sure there were just the two. I know, but I, I think <laughs> like there were three. Thirty. I'm- I think there were three. The RPG Brandon Sanderson was game. there, but oh, maybe that's why I thought. Okay, well. What, did anybody play any of those? I think somebody played Reckoners. Alex and I played yeah. both of them. You played mm-hmm. both? Yeah. I I liked Mistborn a lot more. I don't know what you thought, Alex. Yeah, yeah explain I, what it is. I ended up buying Mistborn. I did not buy the Reckoners. Oh, you did? I didn't know you bought it. Yeah. So Mistborn is like a uh, co-op slash competitive style game. So you've got a bunch of problems on the board that you're trying to solve because if you don't and enough time goes by, bad stuff happens. But you can't usually solve them on your own, so you have to like deal with the other players to say, like, if you give me these resources to solve this problem, then I'll give you some of the points that I'm going to get for solving it. Um, and then like there's also cards that can come in and like force things to happen, and like people stab each other in the back sometimes. And people make deals that are like, later in the game, I'll give you this if you give me this now. And then sometimes that comes through and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, that's kind of cool. girl angry very quickly with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that we, me uh, um, and Caleb and Brendan played and there was these two other girls that we just met when we sat down at the table. And like first turn, I stabbed this girl in the back next to me. <laughs> Like in the so, game, or you just were in real life. <laughs> Hold on, in real life. <laughs> he really <laughs> wanted to win. So, yeah, because she was trying to make a deal with Brendan, and I had a card that could steal resources, so I like, stole her resources just right off the bat. Sounds like and I was going to use them to deal with Brendan <laughs> instead. Um, but yeah, then there's just, there's a couple of unique stuff, or unique mechanics on the, the cards that make things interesting, besides <laughs> just that basic explanation, but it, it was pretty cool. One of the interesting ways that people have to work together is each person plays a specific house within the world and each of those houses has these specific resources that they get every turn and so you can be playing something that doesn't get various resources that you need to solve something on your turn so you sort of have to work with other people so you mean like one person's like playing pueblos another person's cottages (laughs) they've got like mansions (laughs) like those kind of houses yeah, exactly. Colonial. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Here's suburbia. I got to the noble houses. Mm. Is that the game where the, world. Uh, the author let them essentially yes. make a new one and yeah. said it's okay and basically said it's canon, right? Yeah. The, yeah, the author told them they could make their own house and he made it canon among the series. For some reason, I confuse Brandon Sanderson with the guy who had the competition where they were like, all right, give me two things and I'll just write a story about it. So whatever that it's that book series, the one you read, Caleb, where he writes it about phalanxes and I don't remember. It was like a competition. Do you know what I'm talking about? That was uh, 
not him. Cannot think of it. I don't know, but for some reason I confused them. That I was J.K. Rowling. Walls. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that game was based on his Mistborn series, and then he also writes this other series called The Reckoners, and they had a game based on that as well. And the two guys that made the games, respectively, also like know each other and like live near each other. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of cool. We couldn't find The Reckoners, and we just talked to the guy that made Mistborn, and we're like, yeah, do you know where that guy is? And he's like, oh yeah, he's over there in this row. I'm like, all right, cool. But was he like, but don't go to his booth. Come back here by this game. I don't want you no, to play this were, game. They were like friends, so oh, that's <laughs> they were cool with it. Um, Aaron, so the they... author you're talking about is Jim Butcher. Okay, and what are the two things he, like, he was a competition, right? And he wrote about two yeah, random. He was, he was, he was uh, what's the word? I don't know, task. Somebody bet him that he couldn't write a good series that combined Pokemon and Roman Legionnaires. That's what it was. Are you joking? That sounds awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. Two cool things. It's a good series. <laughs> they he made pick, a like, series out of it? Poop and yeah, vomit. It's like six books. Oh my god. Yeah, he's just like, oh yeah. Wait, does he actually call him Pokemon? No. No, are you okay. joking? He'd be sued immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. But, I mean, does that mean the person wins because he didn't actually use Pokemon? Well, no. he, he was supposed to co- combine the themes behind He couldn't actually use Pokemon. <laughs> like, they knew that. Like, I win. You just can't use yeah. Pokemon. It's copyrighted. <laughs> it's the idea around Pokemon. They got, like, random animals with powers and also Roman legionnaires. Yeah, pretty much. Kinda. Weird. Cool. Kinda. It's quite good, anyway, actually. The Reckoners is a co-op game um, where you're fighting. I don't. I haven't read those books at all, but they kind of explain, like, the series. Like, there's a big bad guy called Steelheart. And there's like a bunch of Steel bad guys called Great epics name. that have special powers. Mr. Negative. They kind of seem like mutants <laughs> from X-Men. They all have like special, like there's an ice guy and there's like a other Who people with box? special powers. Wow. Anyway. Really left an impression. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It's a co-op game that's dice based. So you're at the beginning of a round, you're like rolling your die and like saving them Yahtzee style. And you're trying, like the die are all unique. They have like... Um, symbols on them, not numbers. Like the symbols mean different things in the game, like combat or money or whatever. And so you're trying to like figure out while everybody's rolling at the same time who has what resources available and who's saving what and who's going to go do what on the turn. And there's a bunch of bad guys in the middle of the table that you have to like kind of restrain somewhat because if you let them get out of the hand, then they power up the main bad guy a lot and then he just kills everybody. And, like, after you do all your actions, then the bad guy does a bunch of stuff that all chain reacts and, like, does a bunch of bad stuff. It's pretty cool, but it was also really expensive. <laughs> and, like, not cool enough to... It? Yeah, it was, like, $100. Not cool enough to warrant a $100 purchase, I don't think. I think it was expensive because all of, like, the health trackers and stuff were made out of, like, solid metal. Yeah, it oh, was all solid metal cubes. It was a very well-made game. Like, all the materials were very nice. Yeah. Yeah, the like Dragoon a expansion was $40. <laughs> it's a tiny mm. box. It's like six inches by six inches by three inches and just has like a couple pieces in it and some and a play mat. Is there a real fleck of gold in one of the pieces? There are, yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. That's a good question. Because Lay Waste Games. Because the yeah. game after that, they were like, we need to make a new game. All right, let's just take all the skulls from the first game and we'll put them in a circle and you flick them. And if they land upside down or on top of each other, it scores points. We'll call it Heads Will Roll. 
Isn't that just like pogs? Yeah. Yeah. That's already a game. <laughs> yeah. Remaking it. Remake. Uh, anything that we missed uh, board game wise that you guys wanted to mention? Nope. I'm good. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, additionally, we had uh, somebody wrote down here and other stuff. I don't know what the heck this is. The bag of I devouring. Thing. So I had uh-huh. a quick question. Uh, we had like at least four people bought dice from this one stand. Does anybody <laughs> know what the no. name of that stand was? Yes. Dice Dungeon. Yep. Dice Dungeon. Okay. Yeah. They is it the same one that gave out all the free dice? White cheese. No. No. Oh. Yeah, like wow, okay. <laughs> Sponsored now by Dice Dungeon. Uh, they had the cheapest metal dice at the show. Trust yeah. me, I looked. And they look really good. They're quite yep. good. If you say it's sponsored, they have blue. to send you stuff, right? It's true. That's the law. <laughs> That's how sponsoring <laughs> works. If you say it, then they just... Yeah, it's a legal contract. The right. cheapest is kind of like... Check. We could purchase them for the lowest amount, not like they were like the worst dice there. Oh, right. To be clear. I guess I should have specified. <laughs> they were great dice for very cheap. I've yeah. been like feeling them the entire time we've been podcasting. Okay, like, great. Oh, okay. okay, that's so weird. Why do you have to tell us right this stuff, Alex? Yeah, no, like, I've been rubbing my rolling around in my hand the whole time. But the thing I was going to bring up is recently there was a a thing nice I saw on Amazon. Stop it! There's a thing on Amazon called Bag of Devouring, which has twenty full sets. Of polyhedral, full polyhedral sets of, um, they're just resin dice, but it's only 30 bucks. So if you want a whole bunch of dice for really cheap, why I just would you got ever my need bag. that? Are you fucking I kidding me? Are you them. joking? What are you making? Did you buy it? Yeah. God oh, bless. Yeah. Well, now he's getting an additional one because he's just mentioned them. So, sponsor, that's the only thing they have, <laughs> yeah. actually. They can't send just individual sets, they mm. have to send the bag of devouring. Well, sense. I saw some reviews where some of the dice didn't had like bubbles in them and stuff. But all of I looked through mine and all of mine are great. You already have it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I shared it to you, I had already purchased. It. Oh my god, you monster! I will never ever need more dice. So no, you think you needed them before you got that? You set. didn't need them. Yeah, I could have. You'll ever never never ever need more dice, but you will purchase more dice. I, I don't know if I will at this point. Because uh, every um, time I'll go to purchase more dice, I'll be like, I have at least 20 sets at home. <laughs> Why do you need 20 sets? I don't. Also, I'll say that I, I bought my dice, and then later I was like, oh, Jake, look at these dice I bought. And I opened them up, and he was, like, very angry with me. Because apparently they look identical to some set that he's oh, getting. yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got the purple. Oh, and that's not allowed. I've You're got not a allowed to have identical. In. Yeah, you had to sell them. You can't. I remember I grabbed them out of your hand and threw them across. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of identical ones, Jake bought a set for one of our mutual friends, and I went back and bought the same exact set. <laughs> you yes, can't do that. Yeah, do I know, that. right? That should be it's illegal. Like, <laughs> it's like when I crime. No, it's like ordering the same dish as someone at a restaurant when you go eat. I can't. Oh, dude, do, I do that all the time. Wait, I can't do who that. doesn't do that? I can't do that. If somebody orders my dish, thing on if it's the like, I get upset. Like I'm like, line. I already got that. Get something else, you weirdo. But you're not gonna let me eat yours. Correct. The funniest thing to do it's when you go to a restaurant. <laughs> funniest thing to do when you go to a restaurant with Aaron, figure out what he wants to order on the menu and just order it before <laughs> him. I hate Perfect. you. Stop it. Perfect. Ruin everything. Gosh. Uh, so upsetting. That seems more like a you problem than a rest of the world. I'm problem. telling you, I think more it's people society's with it. fault. You shouldn't uh, hang out with a different society. Maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, one quick note here as we're kind of wrapping things up. We are going to be doing our Game of the Year edition podcast. Uh, next podcast, actually, which is oh, on. Shit. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I January apologize. 3rd. Yeah. Oh. No, it doesn't seem like it, but. Um, yeah, so Game of the Year edition podcast, January 3rd. Tune in for that. Um, if you're some people, there are lots of games on your Game of the Year edition. If you're others, there's nothing. So uh, I'm sure it will be just amazing and, and interesting. Um, additionally, of course, we talked about the Humble Monthly Bundle Rumble. I don't know if anybody's actually played all those games yet. Caleb, Alex, Jake? I've played some of them. I have also, I have also played some. Ooh, I Alex. even recorded footage for some of them. I, I looked through the list of games. You looked through the list! <laughs> Woo! All right, we're making progress. Good. <laughs> uh, additionally, if you want to check out some other things we've done, uh, you can go to our Facebook or our website uh, at wearethehorizon.com. Uh, we have lots of additional content on there as well as almost three years of podcasts. It's crazy. Dang. February. I know. We've been doing this for quite some time. Good thing it's we have like... It's also my birthday. What? In what? February. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I just no, thought not. everyone should prepare birthday now. Change. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We did need Perfect. the heads up. Perfect. Because like your whatever, three-year anniversary is fine, but also my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Brock. It's a big one. Is it? Could it be? The big 5-0. <gasps> 50 years old. That's it. it. <laughs> Confirmation. That's It's canon now. It's, this will be put on the internet. He has a t-shirt, so, so I think he has to be at least that old. All right, well, additionally, yep, tune in in right. February when we have Brock's 50th birthday party special edition <laughs> podcast. Yes. Uh, it's destined to be a good one. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Caleb Juno, Jake John Federkyle, our special guest Brock Gobin, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrial.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.